Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Special thanks to our new patron, Claire Bilton. To learn how you can become our monthly patron for the price of a single latte a month, visit livinghour.org slash patron. Thank you. Today's reading was edited and adapted from The Million Dollar Lecture by Professor Erwin Haskell Schell, delivered to the 1920 graduating class of the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. In this lecture, I am going to lay down some rules of conduct, which I am confident will reward each of you with $10,000 of additional income, if you follow them faithfully. Therefore, to the 100 or more students in this room, the lecture should have a potential value of a million dollars. This explains the title which I have given it. Here at MIT, you have learned three things well. First, you have learned to think straight. Our technical problems in mathematics, physics, chemistry, and applied science offer precise solutions. There is no room for undisciplined thinking. Second, you have learned to work hard. There is no question about that, and it will be one of your greatest assets. Third, you have learned self-reliance through the scientific method. You have been steeped for four years in problems. At the moment, you probably feel that you have seen enough of them, but I am confident that after you graduate, you will soon miss grappling with those problems and will promptly start looking for some big puzzle to solve. If you succeed in getting the answer, you won't have to look for many more, for people will bring you all that you can handle. We have altogether too many problems in business and altogether too few people who can tackle them and get the right answer. Certainly, these three assets will stand you in good stead. You will find that business people in general will look to them as part of your stock in trade and will give you ample chance to capitalize upon them. But I want you to know that they are not enough. There are other resources which you must concentrate upon and bring into balance. If you are going to be successful for the next 40 years in business and technology. The first of these is a facility in the art of finding, making, and keeping friends. The value of friends in business is tremendous. Friends will bring you your greatest opportunities for service. They will urge you toward the fields of service for which you are best fitted for the fields themselves often can sense your abilities and capacities far better than can you. They also will prove a primary source of life's happiness, which will increase as the years pass. Now, the point that I want to impress upon you is that friends are not a predestined part of your social or business environment. We are not born to have friends. We must find them, make them, and keep them. How do we find them? I believe it is by schooling ourselves to look for the best in people, 
There is nearly always something in every personality which we may admire or enjoy. We should cultivate the habit of looking for such characteristics in every person we meet. To learn to like people is the first step toward finding friends. And how do we make friends? Do we merely reveal to them the attractiveness of our personality, and thereby expect them to become our ardent advocates? I believe a number of people assume this to be the process. No, to make friends requires that we show ourselves friendly through the doing of friendly things. The Boy Scouts have a motto, do one friendly thing each day. It is a mighty good motto. I believe thoroughly in it. I think everyone should adopt it. We should also cultivate in ourselves a heightened taste for the pleasure which results from kindness. Someone has said, the more you put into life, the more you get out of it. And we may paraphrase this by saying, the more you invest in kindness, the more you will gain in friends. When you start on your first job, I wish you would try an experiment. Select five of your new acquaintances and show yourself friendly to each by some little act of courtesy or thoughtfulness, which is over and above the normal demands of your acquaintanceship. Then just watch these five cases and see if you do not get a friendly reaction in return. Lastly, how do we keep friends? It is not a passive process. As one individual said to me, we must keep our friends in repair. For one thing, we must not forget them. I always look forward to the coming of Christmas, for it has given me an opportunity for a number of years to send little homemade Christmas cards to many of my friends. And each year as I look over my list and recall the instances which have brought my friends to me, I renew in my heart the warmth of our past acquaintance, and I find that this yearly opportunity to recall myself to them is becoming a very cherished one. Again, we must help our friends when they need help. We have all heard this saying, a friend in need is a friend indeed, but we only realize its significance when we are the party in need. If there is any one thing which warms the human heart, it is the knowledge that your friends are not fair-weather friends, that they are true and will be at your side in adversity as well as prosperity. A person with such friends may not be wealthy, but they most assuredly are rich. So let us be steadfast friends. We must bring our friends the truth always. To follow this precept may require tact and even courage, for we often hesitate to disagree with our friends. We shrink from the saying of that which may bring disappointment or sorrow. Yet if we are sensible of our responsibilities, 
we will lay the facts before them that they may grow in the ways of truth. And when you view the situation from a distance, it is easy to see the value of a friend upon whom you can always rely to give you facts even at the risk of displeasure. To keep friends demands character. No one likes a person because of their failings. We look to our friends to help us not only by their acts, but by their example. Conversely, we must stand for something worthwhile in their eyes, if we are to maintain their respect. Now I say to you that I will measure the rate of achievement of your future success, largely in terms of your ability to find, make, and keep friends. I say this because I know that you will be able to do the work which will be assigned to you, from the standpoint of both quantity and quality. I am confident that you will fit in on the job, but your greater opportunities will come only after you have proved your ability to fit into the organization, and to fit into an organization is to find your place among friends. One last word on this subject. I have been emphasizing the importance of friends as an element of success. I ought also to tell you that this is a very minor point compared with the importance of friends as an element of happiness. I once asked Professor Armstrong, what are the constituents of happiness? And he answered, I believe we find our greatest happiness in three things, in our family, in our friends, and in our opportunity to express ourselves most effectively in our life activities. I have never been able to better his definition, and you can see the truth of it play out in your own life. So remember, learn to show yourself friendly. It will be worth the effort. That I can assure you. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get your own private feed to our podcast with full transcripts delivered right to your smartphone by becoming our patron today. It costs less than a cup of coffee a month and will ensure the production of our podcast for years to come. Visit livinghour.org patron. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.